Welcome back to another episode of the AYA Outdoors podcast. Um, I am joined once again by Jack and his lovely senorita, Gabby, and his dad, Mr. Ken. Um, been a while since we've done a podcast, but uh, figured it was uh, time to get one done. Been busy with uh, doing some hunting and out-of-state hunting and just hunting around the house and this and that and before you know it the day's gone so just haven't been able to get one done but uh hopefully going to get back to the weekly uploads and uh getting it all uh taken care of we got a few youtube videos out and uh they're doing pretty good got another one coming out this this week um and hopefully gonna have that train rolling good so um yeah we've got uh jack again and uh gabby his girlfriend and his dad mr ken um so yeah we're going to talk about a lot of different things um maybe some uh nasty college alabama stuff with gabby and some old school hunting with mr ken so uh we'll just start out with uh well uh, i'll let gabby kind of introduce herself and tell uh, tell us something about her um and then we'll get mr ken to do the same so gabby hey super excited to be here um i go to bama I'm a freshman right now. Um, I like to hunt a lot with Jack. I like to fish a lot. Super duper, uber mega into trucks. The whole truck scene. Basically know everything about that. It's pretty cool. Jack doesn't think so, but it is. Yeah, me and me and Jack have kind of grown out of that a little bit. So. Not me. Well, you still a little baby. So. <laughs> but, Mr. Ken. Howdy. How are y'all? We're good. How are you? Doing well. So, been hunting a long time, I guess, since the 70s, maybe early 70s. Seen a lot of changes, a lot of different areas of the hunting business has changed tremendously since I was a kid. So, uh, it's interesting to see how people hunt nowadays versus when I started. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And that's, that's something that uh, I know talking with Dad a lot dad has has said that too you know back when dad started hunting he started with dog hunting that's all all he ever did and then um whenever you know they started cracking down on where you could dog hunt and this and that and uh they actually had a kid get killed in their hunting club back in the day and uh so that was kind of the point he said that they had like a club meeting and whenever he looked around and didn't recognize anybody he was like yep it's time for me to get out of it too so that's whenever he kind of started uh still hunting and just hunting around the house but yeah it was interesting times they uh kind of pushed everybody out of the dog hunting is kind of what happened and i know i was a victim of it myself i just it got to me be so many restrictions that it just wasn't yeah it just wasn't the same anymore. It wasn't you know? fun anymore. Yeah. Yeah, not not really worth it when you can't do the same thing. Exactly. So, but, uh, yeah, I know uh, dads have told me many stories where, you know, they'll just stop on the side of the road somewhere and you let the dogs up. out. Game warden will tell you where the deer cross the road at, you know. <laughs> but, but, yeah, no, I know it's definitely changed a lot since then. I mean, I don't know anybody that even dog hunts private land anymore. They're all down on Eglin and Blackwater, so yeah there's still a few few areas i've seen a few we saw some thanksgiving day um saw some guys out there that was open today on the uh, west side of blackwater yeah yeah no i uh i've never done it i I know a lot of people swear by it and they say it's fun but it's tremendously exciting it it, it is a 
the adrenaline rush beyond no other yeah. i promise you yeah especially you hear all those dogs coming and you know you kind of getting ready and you know you're excited ready to go so it'll push your buttons now oh yeah i'm sure it's exciting i'm sure but uh yeah jack what's been up with you I mean, uh, I've been, we work together now so i mean we're with each other every day but everybody <laughs> don't know that so i'll let you tell them uh this deer season has been a complete struggle fest it's been mishap after mishap after getting busted basically what he's saying is he sucks at hunting <laughs> that too <laughs> i mean i'll you know i'll wait for a good day when i got a good win get in there quiet not bump anything i'll be in there for 20 25 minutes and the wind to switch yeah and that's, blow everything uh, out that's a good old florida wind for you it or don't, uh, it don't stay the same for long oh no the old sayings wait five minutes the weather change yep well that's like today we burned uh dad's garden and we were standing there and we're like yeah it's a northwest wind so we're gonna start it in that corner so it'll blow across and while we're standing there this i'm facing north and the wind's hitting me in the back and i was like well that's not right so we got steven my nephew to check his phone and it said it was a straight east wind and i'm like <laughs> it was well, east. this is all backwards it was east southeast uh at about three o'clock today well about two it was a northwest <laughs> a very strong one because we set that fire and it burned in about two minutes about a quarter acre little spot so i'm surprised the fire department show up i'm surprised you got to burn yeah we haven't had much rain since september so yeah yeah, I think we got uh, all in all in like the last two rains we've gotten, it was like two and a half inches, three inches on that. So still not a whole lot. But not enough. That's nothing for two or three months. Yeah, yeah, that's nothing at all. But because uh, I, I know everything's still dry, the creek's still low, everything's low, which is making it hard for duck hunting and stuff. Which I mean, I know some guys that have been killing them, but I'm not going on the river. Private land banshees. Yeah. And, <laughs> Those guys with those lucky private spots. So. Some of them guys down in the bays getting their limits. Yeah, I saw uh, actually a buddy of mine killed a pintail over in Pensacola the other day, which is odd. I've never seen anybody kill a pintail down I've here. I've never even so, heard of it. Yeah, so uh, and I, I know a guy that killed a, a mallard greenhead this this morning wow. on Chalkahatchee. So people think, are having luck down on the intercoastal uh, waterways too, down there on the bay. Yeah, great. What's a buffalo hit? I've never seen one. They're like a really white bird. They're like white and black. They're like a got, black and white merganser. Yeah. Yeah, basically. <laughs> They've got a big, like, afro off the back of their head, basically. And it's it's all white. Um, I always thought those were like trash birds. Like, nobody ever wanted to kill them. But I've heard a lot of people say, like, they want to kill them, you know. So, and you can kill a lot of those down on the bay. Um, I've seen. And a lot of guys kill a lot of redheads I've down seen there. a couple mm-hmm. of buffalo heads on that pond of uh uncle charles's daughter oh they were telling me that they're they're pretty susceptible to uh decoys hmm. I, I didn't i've never heard of that but i mean it makes sense if they're like divers i think that i think buffalo heads are a diver they are and uh they're diving think, in that pond we saw them in yeah normally divers will be a little bit more eager to fly in with a group of birds but like like the, your mallards and your wood ducks and the teal they're kind of like particular on if something looks off they're not gonna commit you know um they very picky with who they land with and where they do it especially if they see a bunch of six foot dudes on the bank yeah yeah they really (laughs) they really won't land then but the guy was telling me this told me he just waited out amongst his decoys and just stood there Mm -hmm. they'd fly right in on him well that's what the first time i ever hunted the bay we just walked out like 
I guess you'd say like three sandbars. And then we threw our decoys out and we walked back a sandbar and we just stood there in the water. We killed a buffalo head. So yeah, I guess they, <laughs> I guess they are, but, um, yeah, no, it's, uh, it's kind of weird when you do that. Cause you, you know, you think duck kind of like, Oh, I need to be hidden. I need to be in this or that, you know, but we, we killed one. I mean, we saw a few, they never really came in and committed. We shot that one like 70 yards, <laughs> got lucky and put a pellet in it. But there was uh, also a comment made, uh, one of them told me that they had seen a raft of redheads, hmm. and I'd never heard that term before. I've never heard that either. I don't. You I guess that's just a big group of them all yeah. together on the water. Hmm. Yeah, I've never heard them called that before. I mean, I've, you know, driving over Mid Bay down there, going to Destin and stuff. That's a. I always see a big, big groups right off the side of the bridge right there. And according to Google. Uh, a group of ducks is called a raft. Well, there we oh, go. Okay, there we go. Interesting. I would have called them like a flock or something, you know, like chickens a, a, or something. A group you know? of pigs is called a sounder. Yeah. Hmm. I used to call it a bunch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just a bunch. The targets. Yeah. 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 Dead. That's what I call them. But uh, dinner. Yeah. Name. Yeah, a little <laughs> snack. But but yeah, no. I've me and uh, Jacob went duck hunting yesterday morning, and it was more of kind of a sit and watch and see what happens but uh we saw probably 25 woodies fly over us um, but we were hunting a really really small i'll say a puddle because it wasn't really a pond that's more of a puddle but where it is is a little bit of high ground to where there's normally like a 30 acre pond but the dam busted and is completely drained minus the creek that was running through it but they just fixed the dam and they're about to shut the flow by valve and uh let it flood back in so i think when it floods it's going to be a really good really good spot but yeah i know a lot of guys like me and jack got buddies that have been killing them like crazy on chopped hatchy so, sean jr just killed one the other day that was banded yeah that was a private spot though. Down, down here that's pretty yeah, cool. banded, banded wood, wood that's good that's very good but they're getting them down in choctaw too you down see, there by nicks yeah you seen that uh his story after that it came mm-hmm. from like illinois uh missouri yeah missouri yeah most most of those ducks that are banded come from like north midwest areas like it's kind of weird Indiana, to, illinois missouri it's kind of weird Dakota, to think South though because like i see so many wood ducks here during the summertime and teal you know what i mean like you wouldn't think they'd i guess some birds are just home bodies yeah those are just the home birds but i mean there's still a bunch that migrate down so well, we used to hunt wood ducks down on uh, Shoal River, mm-hmm. and uh, that was the only duck we saw. I see yeah. things now at my age that I never saw when yeah. I was your guys' age. Uh, we see some geese down here. Yeah, we see eagles. Yeah. I never saw an eagle until I was half my age. Yeah, in this area. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's what uh, I'd never seen one until I think I've seen like four this year alone you know in different areas on other different eagles but um i see them all the time here yeah yeah now it's like they're everywhere which uh i know the duck thing uh for the first seven duck hunting four years for the first three years the only duck i ever killed was a wood duck and then uh we went to the bay early season this year and i killed a teal but i mean i see people all the time killing wood or killing redheads and killing you know buffalo heads and this and that and uh, every now and then you'll catch a, a greenhead a mallard but um yeah i think it's definitely changing a little bit but i know too it's 
it's tough to get them down here, especially with the winters that we've had lately. They haven't been really cold, been but I think this year is going to be a cold winter for everybody. That's the thing. That's that's going to be our uh, our curse. We're going to have a cold winter and no no water. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. We'll get the cold we need, but then we won't have no water for them to go. But um, I know, like, uh, I've heard plenty of times that now more in like the Arkansas areas and in the you know that mid that middle line of of where the ducks are flying they're starting to plant a lot more winter crops that will last through the winter so the ducks don't have a reason to leave because that's the only reason they fly down they don't mind the cold it's just the cold kills all their food but if they're planting winter crops that'll last well now they don't have a reason to leave so it's kind of holding them up up there and uh not giving them a reason to continue flying so I, you know, I don't necessarily hate on somebody for planting food for an animal, but you know, it, when it jams up everything south of you, you know, it's kind of, kind of hurts everything. But yeah, we really don't have the farms that we used to have when I was young. You know, yeah. we, even my uncle was a big farmer in the area. I worked for him many summers, and but we don't have the food to feed the, the ducks like the the greenheads and stuff like yeah. that. We we got divers here. You know? Yeah, yeah. Everything goes to the bay, or you got a lot of bottom feeding ducks. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's that's the good thing about wood ducks is wood ducks will eat a lot of like acorns or anything you know but a lot of ducks are picky they won't eat all that stuff but a wood duck will whatever it can get it just doesn't bottom feed it won't eat like a dead fish on the bottom or nothing like that where like mergansers and buffalohead all that stuff will dive and they'll eat whatever they can get a hold of we do get uh especially up around florella i've seen a lot of ringnecks yeah yeah i think just like your like your I guess you could say like your fancier ducks, like your pintails, your widgeon, some of those. They the don't desirables. Really, yeah, the really desired ducks don't make it down here, you know. But um, but I think really and truly a lot of the wood ducks and the teal and some of that that we kill is just home ducks. Like this is just where they live. You know, I don't think we really get our migration push until end of December, early January, and then it kind of yep. gets a little bit better. But that's normally by then it's really cold down here, so it's normally really cold up there. It's been snowing for a month up there you know <laughs> and it's pushed them down so by then everybody's holes are burnt out too yeah yeah you know that's what like i know some of the guys that i hunt with them their private spot it's uh we hunt it three times a year we normally would have hunted it like sometime this week we'll hunt it two weeks into december and then we'll hunt it at like sometime in january and that's it they don't over hunt it you know they let it be let the ducks do their thing make it their home and then we'll go in there and kill them so I got enough. Back in the seventies, when you were running around, uh, how was mapping? Because you know, all of us growing up, we have Onyx, Spartan Forge. Uh, you know, all of your property lining maps that show wind direction and rain and pressure and all that stuff. How did you know where to go and what day to be there? So we were constantly. In- all year long in a state of tracking so we knew the crossings we knew the tracks we knew the areas that was the only way we had an opportunity to take a deer is and we didn't have the devices that you have now all we had was communication we could only communicate with one another we could only track up and down the road i have i don't know how many hours i have three o'clock in the morning tracking areas and looking for tracks for uh different deer 
and we paid the price back then i've seen ice spewing up out of the ground three inches it was so cold but you never see that anymore i mean there has been some weather changes is it global warming i don't think so i think the earth goes in cycles but personally but but um yeah we 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 were communicating you know we were we were talking we were calling all we had was landlines so we would call or we worked together man that's refreshing <laughs> but anyway we didn't have the devices you guys have we we would meet uh, on a hunting day away from our spot that we were going to hunt and we would grab an oak limb from the woods and get in the middle of the road turn our headlights on and actually draw a map of the area we thought we were going to hunt that day and whether we were dog hunting or drive human drive we usually dog hunted early caught the dogs up and started doing human drives the rest of the day and uh, that's how we became successful but it took a lot of communication it took a lot of effort it took a lot of fuel <laughs> thank god it is in today's yeah. process but uh but that's how we did to answer your question we there was a lot of communicating going on so did y'all ever know you know like oh jerry down the street's got a, a nine point that's got a 24 inch spread like how did y'all know who had a a big buck walking around on their property well first of all we didn't have deer like that here deer, deer haven't been here that long to be honest with you and uh we we knew the difference in the tracks we knew that it was just horns and that's it really wasn't a trophy trophies wasn't something that we talked about it was just you know i took an eight point in uh, 78 and it was in the local newspaper hmm. you know so i still have that clipping in my yeah. house but uh back then you know it was it wasn't a bad thing you know uh you go through town it was almost like a it was a trophy just on the back of your truck going through yeah. town passing through town you know going home or whatever so yeah we still interesting times yeah riding down main street showing it off yeah absolutely yeah. they used to let people know by pigeon mail <laughs> <laughs> well he's not that old shot I'm far across quite that old <laughs> We did, we did have fire. <laughs> Ken was not the first man to make a fire. No, no, no. I was not. Just the so, second. Yeah. yeah. Um, it got me thinking, though, when you said um, something about global warming, y'all think that that's going to affect the uh, duck movements at all? Glo- global warming and whatnot? Um, I don't know. I don't really know if I believe in global warming. I'm kind of like on the same page you are. I, I just think that the... Like, especially because if you ever read the Farmer's Almanac, if you go back, like, uh, I think they say, like, every 40 years, the Earth almost restarts, kind of. So, like, if you go back and track the weather as best as you can 40 years ago or however, it's like a really harsh winter and a really harsh summer, and then it, like, slowly gets away from that to where it's it's mild winters. And, I mean, you still have hot summers, but it's, right. it's like, especially it, here. every, yeah, yeah, especially here, but the winter mainly is the one that is affected so like you'll have a really harsh winter and then for the next like 40 years it'll slowly like every year you'll get a little bit warmer you know and then it restarts again um but i definitely think it can affect it i mean if if you're not getting as cold up north like in canada north dakota you know wyoming montana all those areas up in the north if you're not getting the push or the cold to get them moving and to kill those crops off 
then yeah, there's no you know again there's no reason for birds to leave. Right. You know so. I know in Canada, Canada is a huge uh, place for like hatcheries, which are just little puddles of water all over the place that they hatch their babies in, or and raise them, and then they fly off. But because uh, outside of four-legged predators, furred predators, yeah. they don't have snakes. They don't have yeah. alligators. You know, they don't have alligators. They don't yeah. have large fish that'll eat them. You know, aside from big salmon and trout. So yeah, but they're, they're not having their. The, the ducks aren't laying in that. They're laying right. in these little puddles of water all so over the place. So, outside of, you know, fur predators. Outside they of fur predators. Yeah. There's nothing really to... There's not really anything to bother yeah. them. And I've never seen a coyote or a wolf catch a duck. Or a duckling. So, <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> I don't think they really have to worry about that. But, but yes, I definitely think it can, can affect it. And I think, you know, another thing is, like, there's just nothing to really, like, I guess suffice for ducks like there's nothing that ducks gain from coming down here you know we you know like you can't hardly grow corn to save your life down here it's right. too sandy so all we really grow is cotton and soybeans peanuts some you know or a lot there's a lot of peanuts but um ducks aren't gonna land easy. in that you know what y'all seem to grow corn pretty easy i mean we grow like a little bit at a time you know and it, and it does all right but that's also dad fertilizing a lot and working the ground and you know yep. doing everything but like big farmers like like up north that's why their deer are so much better they grow something it's just it grows better it's got more nutrients and then they flood that cornfield with it standing or rice or whatever it might be well now the ducks have a year's supply of food you 500 know, acres of flooded cornfield or something yeah so i mean it's just there's not a lot to give for the ducks uh, down here right. you know i know like when they go, when like the flyways that lead to Texas and Mexico, there's something over there that they just they like it more. There's more over there, but like this East Coast and coming down into the Southeast is just nothing for ducks. You they know? got a lot of grain down around Mexico oh, yeah. and stuff. When we right. lived in Arizona, that is all anyone would grow was grain, wheat, stuff like that. And marijuana. Well, we have no <laughs> we have no topsoil here. Yeah, mm-hmm. like in I know in Nebraska. Uh, my uncle talking to him about because I, I worked with him on his farm and he would tell me that you know like nebraska has 18 feet of topsoil mm-hmm. and we have zero so we're you know it's, it's apply lime apply fertilizer and apply weed killers you know so there's a lot of chemicals involved in growing here keep the nutgrass out keep the crotal air out yeah different things yeah nutgrass will take over a crop around here because i mean you fertilize your what you plant and you're fertilizing the grass too you know so i mean i know going through picking corn and i mean you're walking through knee-deep nut grass you know but but yeah it's uh it's definitely what what Hmm? no talking smack over there maybe yeah it's definitely just not you know the best conditions for anything down here you know, we got the best fishing in the world. Amen to that. But, you know, we ain't got that and turkeys is about all we're, you know, we can brag about. Got to love them thunder chickens. Oh, yeah. I, I'm ready for that. I'm, I love for, my deer hunting, but. Don't forget the Piney Woods Rooters. The what? The, what? the Piney Woods Rooters. The hogs. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We got yeah, plenty of them too. Yeah, Never heard that too. before. I have we? not. I have not. That's a good one. I could have mulled over that for a couple of hours and still not figured out what you're talking about. What is he talking about? <laughs> that's what we used to call them. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm uh 
that's next on the list. Of Jarrett still first. got his pig virginity. Yeah, I ain't ever killed a pig. Me Never. Neither. Never. Never. Me and Jack scored in Tennessee two years ago. Well, that was that big one, wasn't it? Oh yeah. Yeah, those were those are some big ones. Monsters. Yeah. <laughs> those are Kubota mm-hmm. boar yeah. hogs. Yeah. 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 Like, those things were. I mean, how? Because I'm mean, how tall are you? I'm six foot, six one, something like that. Yeah, and uh, that thing was like two foot taller than you. Oh yeah, had. they were large. Yeah. How how big were they? Like four hundred pounds? No, they, were pounds? they were over five hundred. Yeah. Pushing on six. Yeah, they door. were big because I know we had that pig. You've seen it. That uh, we had a pig that we raised, and uh, it was probably about eight, eight and a half foot long, and I think at its biggest was probably eight fifty nine hundred pounds. But it got it got so yeah, damn big gracious. that it. It's rear legs weren't even. No, not this one. Oh no, that this one. one just got old, and then his legs went. But uh, Dad had one that uh, was about thousand eleven hundred pounds. It was about ten foot long. Had a. He said he couldn't wrap his arms around its head. It was so big, and uh, it got so big that it could. Its back legs went out on it. Couldn't walk anymore. You know what it was? What kind? I do not. Um, I'm assuming like a Yorkshire or a Hampshire or something. New Hampshire. Yeah. Yeah, and uh. Dad said that he couldn't do it. He couldn't kill it. That was just, that was his pet. You know, you could walk out there. He'd pet it and it'd fall over. So you had to watch which way it was leaning. It was like a yearling <laughs> bull. Oh yeah, yeah. It was a it was a pet. It was a baby. But uh, his friend come over and was going to kill it for him, and they were going to take it off and uh, shot it shot it in between the eyes with a twenty two. It, it crinkled the bullet up and it fell off. The pig didn't even feel it. Didn't whimper nothing. So I had to get a actual deer rifle and, and take care of it. But um but yeah, no, he was he was a big pig. We've had some big hogs before, but um I never got to see the big big one. It they killed it either I can't remember if it was when I was real young or right before I was born, but I wasn't old enough to remember if it was while I was alive. So That's that's a good one. Yeah. Oh yeah, that was it was big. Dad said that was a big, big hog. So, I mean, ten, ten foot long is, I mean, that's extraordinary. That's big. That's a know? John boat. Yeah. <laughs> well, that I mean, I always compare that to a basketball goal. Like the rim of a basketball goal is ten foot off the ground. So I mean, imagine a pig, you know, that's butt a, to nose. That's a big dude. Yeah. You know, but. Well, Andre the giant of hogs. Yeah, yeah. Dad <laughs> called him Wilbur. Wilbur, yep. Oh, like oh, what's it called? Charlotte's Web. Yep, that, that was his name. So that that had to be a hellacious food bill. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure because I know what I know what the one we had that I know about cost. Oh yeah, but I mean we normally just fed them uh, table scraps, soap, table scraps and soaked corn. We yeah, basically was feeding them moonshine. You know, they eat anything, don't they? Pig. Uh, yes, you can kill somebody and feed them to a pig. They'll eat everything. There's but stories the about that yes. about people who've done it. Yep. Scavengers. Yeah, they'll eat everything but the teeth. Chickens. Yeah. Yeah. We've we've actually, if a chicken died or a raccoon killed or something, we take the chicken and feed it to the pigs. They'd eat mm. it too. Yeah. Gone. That's crazy. Oh yeah, pigs will eat just about anything. They can't like won't choke on anything either. Like it just I, their, their throats are that big around. Well, that and their bite is so strong that they're crushing everything that. You know, my cousin Jerry from mm-hmm. the road, he got bit by a pig one time. So if you ever look at his hand, his hand's like this from where the tusk went through and messed up a bunch of nerves. But he said it was rough. He was That was not a good time. But. <laughs> I'd hate to get bit by a pig. If oh, you, me too. <laughs> those pigs that we killed, yeah, one, they caped mine out. It was a two-tone pig. And uh, I was going to get it mounted and... 
for anyone who plans on getting a trophy sized hog mounted like over 300 pounds it is it. it is extremely hard to find someone that has a form for it because of their massive head the only couple people i found that could even make a form for it they wanted like three grand and i was like no i'm good i'm gonna pass on that not worth a pig and then uh i was gonna euro mount it and i didn't even i didn't even have time it was a weekend and it was like a sunday and larry had told me that his dad was gonna get uh like a quarter cow or something to put in the freezer it was in Mm. this thing took up a quarter of the freezer and it was a big deep freeze yeah um and before that week it even went up Larry calls me again and he's like, Hey, that freezer your pig head's in went out. So it's coming to your house. Oh god. And I was like, Nice. So it's currently sitting in the back of uh the red truck. The junk truck. In the, the junk truck. In in the yard. Ooh, the first few months I think sat there. It was Oh, it was awful. Rank. Oh, I bet. It's triple wrapped in the trash bag. Oh yeah. Anyway, um you open it? Nope. I dare, I, nasty. I dare not day. touch it. Yeah, yeah, that's gonna be nasty. I'm gonna give it some more time. Um, anyway, <laughs> give it a little bit more time. <laughs> but after the after they caped it out, that head was like a hundred pounds by itself. Good. God. It took me and Larry to pick it up and put it in the freezer because of how awkward and heavy it was in such a small area. Like I was holding it by its top jaw, and he was holding it by the back of its head because I couldn't. It was just yeah. with the size with the size of his cutters, and just the it was just yeah. really hard to do. Mm. But his his jaw bones, I mean, you he's got the pig he killed. You're mounted. His jaw bones are four and a half five inches tall. It's incredible. Dang, yeah. It encompasses the whole top of my gun safe. Jeez, it's, a, it's big. Euro <laughs> mount. It's just tremendous. Yeah. Yeah, I've the I'm, only pig I've ever seen that, that that big is the one that we've had in our pen. I really like just out of general curiosity would like to take it to one of those scales like a tractor supply, the pan scales, and see how much like that skull with the bottom jaw with all the teeth weighs because it's got to be ten or eleven pounds of just bone. Yeah. Oh, I bet. Hell, maybe more than that. Yeah. It's it's extremely Serious. impressive. Yeah. Well, college girl, you you've been kind of quiet over. Oh yeah, just, you don't have much to talk about. I got. I mean, no, I can, we're doing we're doing this whole podcast just because you wanted to. Oh, that's so, yeah. You've been asking. Just out me to the so world. Yeah, made me sound yeah. so desperate. <laughs> Did you? Sorry. Right, here, here's you a question. You okay. can talk on. All right. Did you hunt much before you and Jack got together? So I always wanted to like, I always wanted to be you know badass country girl but um but instead you were supermodeling and yeah basically you know traveling the world and whatnot (laughs) um so when i was growing up you know my dad was military so was my mom so we were in north dakota down to Cocoa beach and then threw curveball in there and we went over to germany so there's not much hunting in germany people over there don't really believe in it um so that was a whole thing then after germany we were in arizona um, and we were just not really about that life, I guess. So yeah. that, that kind of sucked for a while. But after Arizona, we came back here. 
after Arizona. Had to get some pictures, sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, so after Arizona, um, all we really did out there was dirt biking stuff, mountain stuff. Um, had a lot of friends with ranches out there, so we'd ride horses and stuff. A lot of barrel racer friends came hmm. here, and I got into modeling, um, and that lasted for like two or three years. And after that, it was just... You know, it kind of just wasn't any fun anymore. And I was still trying to get out and do stuff. Um, got my first truck, and that kind of helped because I was making friends with trucks who were into hunting and fishing and stuff. And they would bring me with them. And then I met Jack, and, you know, Jack is all about hunting and fishing and stuff. And I was like, well, this is perfect because now he can teach me, and I can use all of his stuff, and I can do it all for free. <coughs> and that's why we're together. No, I'm kidding. Wow. I'm kidding. <laughs> Jack, I'm also going to get you to uh, tell us a story of how y'all met. Oh, he's going to gonna lie. He's going to fib. He's I'm gonna... not going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting. So it's I was story. at work one day. <laughs> uh, fast forward through work because work is dumb and no one likes work. <laughs> uh, Amen. Hunter, if you're listening, I love work. Love working for you. Yeah, I love Continue. working for you, but work in general i feel like we should just be paid for free for nothing yeah and just like not to work yeah 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 pay me to not work. i'm gonna reiterate that we're the only species on this planet that has to pay to live on it yes that anyway is true state. um is the truth went to work blah 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 got through my day i'm headed home coming over the destin mid-bay bridge and uh come off of the off-ramp no. You were leaving John Paul's. Went to my stepbrother's house, got my truck, left, and was being followed by a truck. Wasn't really paying attention to it. Uh, just because it wasn't that nice or like... No, hey, it just, wasn't even my truck, so can't I can't even say nothing about it. You know, I just went... I was in my own little world listening to whatever music I was listening to. Probably some Hank Jr. X. Uh, you was listening to X... I don't remember what I was just doing. It's been a long time ago. Um, not that memorable, or oh, yeah. No, oh, okay, kidding. not that memorable. That's a bad thing anyway, right there. <laughs> so Jackson pull up at the red house. light and look at the truck next to me. I'm like, oh, she's kind of she's kind of cute. So we get going through traffic, and then it turns into not like a friendly. We're both kind of hauling ass through traffic, and then it turns into we're both hauling ass through traffic. <laughs> <laughs> An all-out race. Yeah, mm-hmm. pretty much. And um, I thought she was waving at me because she was turning off, but she was actually waving for me to follow her, and my brain was, like, farting pretty good, Yeah, <laughs> for lack of a better term. So I was just like, okay, we'll go home now. <laughs> This was fun. <laughs> and then uh, never I was see like, this chick again. I was like, pretty much. I was like, I'll never ever see her, that face again. He wasn't that lucky. And uh, next day, I went to work, and for some reason, I had like this urge to tell John Paul. I was like, dude, I saw this girl yesterday, and she was damn good looking. I was like, too bad I won't ever see her again, though. And then a week. Or two i don't remember the exact time span but uh it was exactly a week later like a on the day a week later i'm going through uh niceville again right there in front of the circle k 
Mm-hmm. And I'm looking at this truck behind me, a different truck with two sets of feet out the window. And I'm like, look at these freaking wieners. Because, <laughs> like, all I could see was the top of two hats. I didn't even see any faces. And then she went around me on my passenger side. And uh, I was like, that was no kind of weird. Eyeballing me. And still, I could only see the, like, from her eyes up. I was riding dirty. <laughs> Yeah, looking through your steering wheel. Hey, no. <laughs> anyway, get up next to her, and she weighs me over, and I'm like, oh, she looks familiar. And I'm kind of, like, trying to piece it together, and I follow her into the, uh, this is the soccer field? Yeah, right in front of the Niceville practice field, right in that gravel there. Yeah, right next to the car dealership? Mm-hmm. And Palm. Yeah. And uh, I was taking my little brother lacrosse practice. I get out. <laughs> I get out and I look in the window and I just see her and she's like, "Hey!" <laughs> and then her her little brother Stone is like in the passenger seat, eyeballing me, and I'm like, "Let's go!" <laughs> but at, at the time, you know, he's a big guy. He's six one, six two, something like that. And you thought it was straight boyfriend. I was like, "This is kind of odd." Yeah. <laughs> You know, because I did at that second, I was like, "This is her boyfriend, and I don't know what I'm doing here." Yeah. <laughs> Fight um, or flight time. I was ready for both. <laughs> uh, she asked me for my Snapchat, and I gave hey, it to her. And then uh, the rest is history. The rest is history. Just to put it out there, I had to make the first move twice. Nice. Get him to pull over once. Didn't do it. Got straight rejected. Second time. <laughs> Got him to come over. What's the odds? What yeah. exactly? What are the odds? It and you know meant, what's funny? The first day I saw him, the first time when I was in my dad's Duramax, I was on the way to AutoZone to get a line output converter to install my stunt wall in my first truck. And I came back and I looked at my dad and I was like, Dad, I met my soulmate. And my dad was like, Whatever. Right. He was like, You don't need <laughs> okay. no part of that. <laughs> Spell that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh <my God>. Anyways. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, now I, can I did not because I didn't know. I'd never known and never asked or anything. And then me and Jack were sitting at work the other day. I think we were talking crap about you or something. And uh, of course he does that a lot. I was He's like, I was like, how did y'all even meet? And he was like, basically we were street racing. I was like, oh, oh and I won okay. by the way. I did beat right. him. No, I did. <laughs> I one hundred percent beat him. 1500 versus Duramax. Yeah. And if you didn't, it was 100% because you didn't know what you were doing. <laughs> so. Yeah. But, yeah, no, that's that's funny. So now now Gabby's a, a huntress, as you could say. I've put her on her and first two woman. Yep, that is true. And, and I. We are sold, still. We're I sold the bag yesterday on my to be next one. Yeah, we'll get to that in just a second. We are still <laughs> struggling on getting her her first duck. Don't. Every time oh. we go, we either don't see them, or everybody else, or the them. gun does not work. Swear to God. Last time day. we went, mm-hmm. uh, we're gonna leave most of the details out, but the gun I brought did not go off twice. You just have bad luck. Either stuff goes off when you don't want it to, or oh. it doesn't go off when you do want it. She did pretty well with the skeet shooting we did. Yeah, I'm oh, not dead. I. It's not even. It's <laughs> not even her lack of ability. She's got it. 
It's just but something. It's else. just it's Alex. not yeah. supposed to happen yet, I guess. Because you need some help. You know what that means, though. I'm telling you right now, she's gonna she's first duck. She's gonna kill. It's gonna be a double black banded Woody. Yep. It's gonna be something ridiculous. One of an actual yeah. kind. Oh yeah. Yeah. And then she's gonna be like, I don't think I'm gonna get it mounted. Oh well, I'm gonna get it mounted. I'm gonna tell everybody I killed it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I shot that duck. That was mine. <laughs> yeah. No, that's uh. Yeah, let's talk about your uh, mishap yesterday. So, things coming. I don't fix that. Another one. Twist it, twist it, twist it, twist it. Okay. Not that I think your whole mic stand's about to come off, too. Is it? Yeah. Um, I hope not. Yeah. Yep. Might have to edit this out. No, it'll be fine. I don't edit anything. This is just real world problems. Real world. I'm going to change the podcast name to Broke Boy Podcast or something. Maybe that'll work this time. <laughs> Broke the boy. <laughs> I don't know. In this economy. <laughs> Just play Anyways. some hold music. <laughs> so, what was the question? Your hunt yesterday that oh, you completely that messed I up. That I sold the bag on. Okay. So. Okay. So, Jack had went to work and... I'd got up. By myself because Jarrett likes to call off. Hey, I scheduled off. I'd been off for a month. So he woke me up and he was like, do you want to go? And I was like, no, I want to sleep in. And then I lay there for about 10 minutes and I was like, no, nah, I want to go. So I like hauled ass, got ready, had him spray me down with scent killer. And I was like, babe, will you drive me to the top of the field so I don't have to walk in the dark? I'm scared of skinwalkers and stuff. Oh my gosh. And he was like, Yeah, so he dropped me off the top of the field and I walked down, super quiet. I was so quiet that I couldn't hear myself. I was so proud of that, by the way. Right. Um, no, that was true. Anyways. Crunch, crunch, um, crunch, crunch. <laughs> you couldn't hear yourself so, over the thud of your heavy feet. You're funny. <laughs> you're funny. Anyways, Are you just sure for the record. Whenever I walk with Jack, he'll be like, you're walking too loud, and it'll be his footsteps. Oh, yeah. Somebody so. told me one time that I was walking too loud, and I was like, okay. And I stayed where we stopped, and I let them keep walking. They turn around like, you're walking. Oh. I was like, yeah. Try me again. Yeah. That would be Jack. He's Dude, got I'm him. quiet as a Cherokee. How long is that boat? Not true. I'm um, trying to get it to where it'll stay. It keeps trying to lean off. It'll be all well, it's, right. It'll it's because the top of the the top piece is rounded. So it'll buff. I mean, even flat surfaces it tries to roll off some. So if it falls off, we'll just have to put in like a headphone user advisory or yes. something. <laughs> yeah, because people will be able to see that. Yeah, but anyways, um, I get down in the blind and it's pretty nice, pretty quiet. Um, sitting there chilling and I hear deer blowing all around me and i was like well i was like surely not me so i i kept sitting there and i could hear off to my right someone shoot and then about an hour later they shot again and then 30 minutes after that shot again oh that was duck hunting i thought so too but it was it was pretty close and i could hear people i could hear um doe blowing right at them so what? You sneezed? No. <laughs> I'm up calling BS. <laughs> Anyways. Anyways. I hear that. I'm to hold it together, but I can't. <laughs> it's getting deep. Quit it. Quit it. <laughs> so, 
I just hear them, and I was like, there's no way they're blowing at me because I ain't seen none. So eventually, like an hour and a half into sitting, I look out, and there's a little, little doe walking the side of the plot where all the corn's at, mm-hmm. and I'm watching her through my scope, and my scope. she... Yeah, jack scope that I use for free. Perks of perks of dating. Um but thanks by the way, sponsored by Jack. Um she, you know, didn't see me, didn't blow me anything, but she also didn't stop. And she was too small to shoot at anyways, it wouldn't have been worth it. So I just kinda watched and I was like, Okay, um come again, bring your friends, you know. I'll be waiting. Bring your dad. Yeah, bring your diddy. Waiting to see him. Um can I just make Nothing. a public statement announcement? I hate when people say Diddy. Oh. It is annoying. <laughs> I'm not saying you. I'm just saying, like, that's the first time I've ever heard you say it. But, like, I know, I saw somebody that, and this is a horrible situation, like, they just lost their dad, and that was what they were saying, like, on the post about losing their dad was Diddy. And I'm like, just say dad, daddy, or, like, his name, like, Diddy is just real to me, like childish, and like I don't, I don't know, like I'll say, like you could say it in like a joking manner, like you just did, but like that was a serious matter, and they said Diddy, and I just, I don't, it's like I don't disrespect. Know. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's, it's weird to me, but yeah, that's just, just in, the way I think. But you're just in the comments, like thoughts and prayers. Don't say Diddy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, thoughts and prayers, but I hate you. <laughs> But anyway, continue. Um, but yeah, I walked off. I waited a little bit longer, and I could hear them walking behind me. And I thought it was a squirrel until I kept hearing it. And then I hear heard something stomp, and I was like, "Either that's a really big squirrel, or they're right behind it's me." A gargantuan squirrel if it stops. Yeah. Oh yeah. So Fell like out of the tree, they were <laughs> standing. The like when we went to put uh, corn out earlier, she was describing to me where they were standing. It's pink. We were painting the other day at work. Um, yeah, nice they were they were they were standing in her scent, like all in it. Yeah. And yeah. continue. They're yeah. smart. Well, I heard them, and I was like, I tried to look out, and I couldn't see them, but I could hear them, and I was like, well, I'm just gonna be super uber sneaky and sneak out of the blind, and then just kind of peek around. And super uber. What is yep. that? Super Uber? Yeah. Don't know. It's a little extra than sneaky. A little bit. I always thought so. deer could sense a warrior. Well, maybe that's why they didn't know I was there the because I don't know. <laughs> um, but yeah, I get out, I look around, and I see three pretty big doe standing, what do you think, 150 yards? 100 yards, maybe? I don't know. I wasn't there. Between the blind and the tree? What tree? The big tree in the middle of the field. The only tree. That's the tree you had the climber. That's probably about 150, 160 yards. Yeah, so about that far. And I was like, ooh, I'm going to shoot at them. And then I hear one blow. And they're not looking at me. And I hear one blow. And they stopped and looked up. And I moved the scope down a little bit. And there's a really small doe. And I was like, like looking straight at me. And I was like, you dirty little thing. Because... I didn't see it before. Oh, I was so mad. And I looked at it, and I was like, you're going to die for that. So, pointing at it, and it runs off. Did you just admit to wanting to commit a felony and shoot a little deer? Felony. Felonious. (laughs) I wasn't actually going to do it. I would have missed anyways. But There's a um, game warden a mile down the road. We will go get him (laughs) right now. 
Um, yeah, no, but it was it was big enough where it wasn't going to be like a young doe, but it was just it was kind of scraggly looking, if that makes sense. But um, anyways, I looked up to get at the other ones, and all three of them blew and ran off into the woods, and I was like, mmm. And I watched them run to the tree line, and they all stopped and looked at me, and I was like, okay, this is my chance to do it again. Line it up, and then they immediately all ran into the woods. Yeah, you took too long. This happened within 10 seconds, dude. I was like, which Jack said that, okay. Um, Jack said that took too long anyways, but. Uh, when When it's in the morning, it's better to just sit there and let them blow and let them move on to me. Well, my thought behind that, like, I know I joked and said if I heard them blowing right off the bat, I'd have left. But, like, <laughs> if they're not, like, in there with me, like, they're blowing and I can't see them, my thought is they're not the only deer. You right. Know? And if other deer just hear it, they don't necessarily, like, you know, some deer just won't, like, they won't trust the other deer. Like, well, you might be scared, but I'm not a little, you know, crybaby like you, you know, and they'll walk in there. So, I mean, it's. Calling the other but deer's if, liars. Yeah, but if <laughs> if I have a deer standing at the corn pile and it blows or it doesn't like something, and it's it looking, did it for a reason. Yeah, you know, so I know the next ones that come in are going to do the same thing. So then I will be like, "Yep, all right, I'm done. I'm not sitting here." Either that, yeah. or you just punch your ticket. Yeah, yeah. If I can and a deer blows, she's dying. One hundred percent. As long as it's legal, she is dying. One hundred percent. Let's talk about this doe shooting here this year. It's something that we haven't had in the past. Yeah. Because they found the first case of CWD yeah. a couple of counties over. And they've, they've issued a liberal shoot this year, and we shoot the does this year. Yeah. So what is it like still three does, or is it two like? Does. It's always been two. It's Since two. they made it five deer, it's been two. So it's just any deer or any day, but just, any day, just but two? Still just two does. But it was sporadic in the years past. So you, yeah, you so, had like a couple of days you could do that yeah. here and there. So I know like when I first really started hunting, it was a week. It was a Saturday to Sunday. Mm-hmm. The day they let dog hunters shoot does, it's going to be a massacre. I th- think you can. I think it's the same rules, ain't it? I don't think so. Um, I always thought it was. Hell, I thought it was more lenient because I've it, seen people shoot some little bucks dog hunting. Because... Uh, Of the outlaw people I know, won't say any names because I'm not a snitch. Snitches get stitches. But uh, I've always heard, yeah, we'll shoot a doe and just put her in a dog box or shove her in the toolbox. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, I don't know. I I, I might ask them and see because I I thought it was the same because that technically falls under general gun season. We're right. just doing it on Eglin. Right. You know, on government property or. I guess public land, if you want to call it Federal. that. But yeah, I call it. I think Eglin's a little bit different than just regular public land. You I have a separate pass. Dude, I'm telling you, I don't even. Hunter they got keeps, a whole separate police will, force for I Eglin. will get it just for turkey hunting. That's Hunter it. keeps telling me to go out there and hunt. I don't even want to be in the mix. The only one I'll do is I know my buddy Seth said that he did the quota hunt, the right. archery quota hunt, and he killed a fine buck out there. And he said that's probably one of the best hunts you can do around here is that quota hunt. But yeah, no, I. Uh, I mean, they've got the deer, and it's not even that I don't want to. That I think I'm like too good for the deer hunting, or the duck, or the yeah. turkey, or whatever. It's just like the amount of people is what I don't want to deal with. Sitting there, minding my business, doing everything legally how I'm supposed to, and an MP come rolling up and just want to pick on somebody. Yeah. 
because I've heard too many horror stories about that of just MPs just wanting something to do. Yeah. Yeah, I know, but I uh, I like the whole because I mean that's how Alabama is. Alabama's you can kill a doe a day. Now it doesn't have a limit as far as I know. Like they don't have a number limit, but it's like three bucks a year or a doe a day, and uh, you can kill them all year long, any day of the any day of the season. So I do like that, especially for like uh, and that's why they swapped it. They went from the whole week to the three weekends, right? And they did that because a lot of you know we all work. You know, most people are working. Well, during the winter, you don't have time to hunt in the morning or hunt after work because it gets dark at, you know, 530. Right. And, and you've like, got the holidays. Yeah. Like, by the time me and you get off work at 430 and get back home, it's, it's an dark. hour drive. It is pitch black dark. So, you don't have time to hunt in the evening. So, I like that they changed it to, you know, all season. Um, But I wish I wish they would change it from two a year. Because yeah. I've killed two now and I'm I'm done. You know, so it's uh and and you know the with how your cameras have been looking, the possibility of you seeing a buck or slim, slim, very slim. Like I, I think it should be two. I would be okay if they made it one buck a year. Me too, because that will make people target the oldest, most mature big buck. You know, yeah, not just killing anything and everything that's legal. Now, there's still going to be the. You're still going to have the outlaw people that don't follow that kind of stuff. But, I mean, I still think the people that are law-abiding and will do it the right way outweigh the outlaws. Right. You know, so it's still not going to mess with too much. And they're not messing with my deer. I also don't like the, uh, uh, if you kill a spike under five inches, under five inches, I don't like that. If it's got nuts, it should count as a buck. Yep. That is, that's the way I see it. Because that just gives people an excuse to say, "Oh, well, it's under five inch. I'll shoot it. It's legal." It's, it's as big like, as yeah, it's, it's still bi- a baby. It's big as any other doe. Yeah, but, but you know, the uh, they keep saying that the license purchases is going down every year, continues down. Really, and they can't understand why. Well, it's easy for me to understand because they keep imposing restrictions, yeah. just like this five inch rule. Yeah. Who wants to take a chance with that? Yeah, you know, most of the hunters, I'd say, the majority of hunters are law abiding. Yeah. And yet, it's hard to distinguish a five-inch horn from a hundred yards. Yeah, yeah. I mean, who can do that? Especially I mean, there's not many can do that. You know. Yeah. And everything on top with the economy, everything's so expensive. You know, exactly. not everyone has a scope that you can, you know, count the hair on hair yeah. on his back. Yeah. Zoom in to twenty-five, twenty-eight. Well, they're eliminating mm-hmm. the the lower-income people. You yeah. know, and so and when, thus driving it down. You know, when you you know shoot a spike with quote unquote five inch tines yeah. you get up there and it's seven and three quarters yeah that's a antlered buck yeah and then you know now what do you do do you register it and lie joe dingwall call it in or like what do you do you know joe dingwall the game warden that checks you at the road oh these are seven and three quarters inches mm-hmm. that's an illegal deer you're going to jail yeah or here's a fine and i'm confiscating the deer in your gun or whatever it and might your be. Truck. yeah yeah so yeah no i uh I don't know. I think that, yeah. I mean, it doesn't surprise me that sales are going down, but. I keep hearing that. Yeah. You know, even the fishing license. And yep. here we are, one of the premier fishing states in the yep. South, you know. So, yeah. We I have, think this generation, um, say for a lot of the people up here, I know a lot of kids in Destin and Niceville, 
are just not into it anymore. They don't want to take the time to go out and sit in the stand, sit in the blind, or take the time to go out and be, a, be in nature. They just want to yeah. be in there on their phones or something. And I, I, I see it, too. Like, you know, we're pretty spoiled. We've got private land that right. we've had since we were you know old enough to walk right. and hunt on. Oh, you know, some people that don't know. have land or they don't have buddies with land that will let them hunt. Well, now they've got to go out and do the public land grind and try to find spots and not get run off by other people and this and that and everything else, you know. And that's something that I hate is, and that's kind of the whole premise of what I'm doing with the AYA stuff is like, I, I saw a post, I'm in an Arkansas duck hunter group on Facebook and somebody posted, it was some kids that, you know, fit the description of those ones that everybody makes fun of, had the Sitka flat bills. Right. And, this and that they're probably 17 18 years old and uh they posted a picture with some of their ducks and just happy as could be first public land hunt they ever did like just getting into it and just wanted to show off what they did and you go through the comments and it is nothing but old 40 year old men absolutely bashing and hounding on them and i'm like why are you and i think that comes into play too is like people don't want to get into hunting because they see all of this negativity that they'll get as a new quote hunter. social media has killed everything yeah mm-hmm. you know and i and i hate to say that we'd be better off without social media because it's kind of the whole premise of what i'm doing here with right. everything but at the same time like i could probably get by without having the youtube or let's say without having the instagram or the facebook or snapchat to post pictures or whatever like if I could just do a podcast and a YouTube, I would be perfectly fine with it and happy. But no, you know, everybody wants to see like you've got to kill five man limits every time you go duck hunting, and you've yeah. got to wear this, and you've got to do this, and oh, if your boat's not this kind or this or that, blah blah, you don't, you know. And it's just, just have fun and do it how you want to do it. Don't matter what anybody else says, yep. you know. Amen. I tell you, as a as an older person, and being, I think that I, you know, listening to you guys talk, I hear traditionalist mm-hmm. being some of the issue you know what i mean people that have done things so long such a yeah. way but for me i fought that because even you know watching jack grow up you know it's hard for me i i've been i, I restrict myself from saying or directing him i want him to find his way yeah. now, if he talks to me i'm going to talk to him yeah but i want him to find his way and it's it's sometimes i sit back and watch and listen and mm-hmm. it's i understand it the how we did things has changed so yeah. much, you know. Oh yeah, and I mean, I think it needs to get back to just hunters or hunters. That's a group of friends, whether you know each other by name or you first time you met them. Like, you know, when Dad was dog hunting, they'd meet at the Tom Thumb at four thirty every morning to get your coffee or your drink or soda so or what, whatever. And so, what you guys have is two or three. Yeah, we had twenty. Yeah, and it was a whole different atmosphere, you yeah. know. Uh, and we we got together with our families and we did things with our families well you know when we did those human drives a few years ago that was a lot of like labor you know there's a lot of walking and a lot of hands and knees you know crosses swamps and stuff there were some not fun moments because it was it was hot florida fall weather and you know you're in a hoodie you're out in the middle of nowhere you're sweating like i said on your hands and knees you're yeah. soaking wet but the camaraderie of being with you know 
for me, my dad, Larry was there, my best friend, mm. you know, my uncles, my cousins, all that made it all worth it, even though the success rate wasn't that high. Yeah. Um, I know we we took a deer one day, and we stopped in the road mm. where we was at, and we set up, and we cooked that deer. Yeah. Right then and there. Yep. And that was, I've still got the pictures. It was a special time for me because yeah. it brought back things that we used to do mm-hmm. um, literally all the time. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what, like, I feel like hunting has kind of come to for a lot of people is like, if you're not killing the biggest deer, or the most ducks or all this and that, and you're not killing something every time you go, it's well, you're not a good hunter. That's not hunting. Well, see, that's the change in motivation yeah. between today's generations and my generations yeah. is we were actually doing it for sustenance. Yeah. And today yeah. there is a little of that, but, you know, it's there's a whole different yeah. area. Yeah. And I think, too, like for me, my favorite part of hunting, and this is why I really want to get a lease with a lot of these guys, that, you know, that I'm doing all this with. Yeah, you, whoever. Because, like, my dream is to, like, hey, every year – we have a week where we all take off work or a weekend that we plan or whatever and we go to the lease and we do nothing but hang out drink beer sit around a fire cook stuff you know cook deer if we kill them cook steaks whatever it is like to me that's what i like doing way more than any kill or any harvest or anything like that is just the camaraderie and just hanging out and just being with people that i like hunting with that's why i like duck hunting so much it isn't because it's fast and fun and all that stuff like that. Yeah, that's good and that's you know a percentage it's team, of it. It's but teamwork. It's it's mm-hmm. being with all your buddies. It's sitting in that blind together. Everybody's freezing their butt off. You know, that's what I like. You know, I could care less. You don't even need to see a duck, but as long as we're just having a good time together, I'm good. I'm I'm happy. I had fun. You know. Have y'all yeah, fox hunted all? Mm-mm. With dogs. Mm-mm. That's another another incredible sport where. You know, they turn all the dogs loose. They run, they jump the fox, it runs away. 20 minutes later, it comes back. Mm-hmm. Goes beyond you, and then it comes back. We'd build bonfires, mm-hmm. cook stuff over the fire. It's enjoyable to, <laughs> but you have to have that, that dog, you know, part of you, you know, yeah. loving, because I grew up doing that, obviously. But, yeah. But uh, now it's looked down on, you know. But, yeah. Yeah, that's like even like a uh, coon hunting. I've heard that. Oh yeah, yeah coon that is so really fun, much uh, fun. You know. Yeah. So I mean, and there's so many now, and nobody does yeah. it. Yeah. Oh yeah, there's. I've probably got a hundred on my property at least. You know, and I'm, some fat ones. I'm feeding them some a lot of big corn. Some of them biggest mountain lions. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm feeding a lot of corn <laughs> and them things. So, but yeah, no, that's uh, there's a lot of stuff that is. You we know, should do that. I'm. You tell me. I need now. to get out of the city. Yeah, when, I'm good to go. When deer season goes out, we need to start getting on them before them turkeys start laying eggs. Yeah. That, yeah. and I, I want to look into doing some trapping at the house, get some of the coyotes off the property. Problem is, is we don't have the trapping laws that other people, there. we're so restricted on what you can use here. It's, okay. it's incredible. Yeah, and that's we looked in late afternoon predator calls. Yeah. We get, get up with Jerry and go sit on his fields. Yeah. I've got fields too. Yeah. We need to, what we need to do is pick a, pick a weekend, kill one of these deer or save a bottle of blood or something and go out and bait them and then hunt over the bait site i don't think you have to do too much baiting around here with the coats we uh no i I uh, mean you can walk outside at my house and you'll hear three different packs all within my property line so Mm -hmm. a couple years ago maybe four three or four years ago i 
killed a doe and had I was deboning some of it. Well, my gracious, gracious pit bull that I had at the time got into my cooler while I was inside deboning it mm. and destroyed it, and it was all over the yard. And this had been maybe an hour, and it had been sitting out in the sun. You know, it's winter time, late fall, so it wasn't hot, but it was getting baked. You know, yeah, laying in the dirt and getting chewed on. So I was like, "Scratch that, we're throwing it out." Mm-hmm. I was, you know, I had a, I had a backstrap and both the back hams, so Pretty I had chunk of meat. I had, you know, meat. Um. So I took it out to the little garden, which is right up the street, and dumped it out. And I was like, I'm going to come back and sit on this. See if I can pop a coyote off of it. I wasn't gone for 40 minutes. I came back. It was gone. All of it. Jesus. I looked through my binoculars. Didn't see nothing down there. I'm like, that's weird. I go down there. Gone. It's just a wet spot where it was laying. Jeez Louise. And then uh, I had actually put a game camera on it. There was nine coyotes fighting for it. Broad daylight. Jesus. And that was the last deer I killed that year. I was wanting another one bad so I could could bait it again. That makes you think if, you know, nine on them, broad daylight, how many are, like, sitting in the woods watching Watching you you. when you're walking through the field? Mm -hmm. So a buddy of mine, I need to get on doing the podcast. (laughs) He he can talk about a lot of stuff. But uh, they have a pig farm up in lower hill right about 800 acres and he was hunting down in the swamp one time is that, he, is that over there on 85 when you're yeah. lower hill on the right side no it's up there back behind paul's oh yeah but but you go down yeah. past gene clary and everything yeah and uh he uh was hunting one evening and his he said his stepdad is one of those that like you better not get down before it's pitch black and you better sit for a little while after dark so he did you know and he sat and uh he was down and he was walking through this swamp and all of a sudden he starts hearing stuff splashing around him he kind of stopped and listened it stopped he starts walking again and he hears it more and more and more and he stops and he takes his light and shines and from like each side 180 of him all the way back around his back all he saw was eyes just everywhere i mean he, he said that his rough count and complete fear was like 13, 14, and they were all coyotes. And he said, uh, he said he just kind of like walked backwards a little bit. He racked his rifle back so he at least had a shell ready to go in case he needed it. And uh, he kind of like, I don't remember what he said. He like hollered at him or like kind of like stomped at him. And they kind of were like, oh, that's not something we need to be messing with, basically. And he said they all took off at the same time. And he said that was the most eerie thing he has ever felt like just knowing that all those coyotes are following you and watching you and he said and all you hear is like one or two of them at a time he said and then you you turn and look and they're all just staring at you i was like yeah i would have been out of there so anyways i started blasting oh yeah i would have just started pow pow i'd have gotten out of there but but yeah it's uh they're getting too comfortable yeah i uh well i think that's part of building so much too you know that you're moving them off the rivers yeah oh, they'll be and walking in the middle of main street in niceville oh yeah at me nine o'clock at night mm-hmm. me and her this wasn't a coyote it was a fox but me and her were walking down the street by her house and there was a little red fox across the road it was not afraid of us no. at no, all they sat there and watched us yeah. 
and for context it's like a neighborhood so it's not like you know yeah, you're was, in the middle of the woods it like it's on the water yeah. yeah and then it's a we very were, nice rich white neighborhood it, we got no. to walking away <laughs> from it we got to walking away from it and I turned around and it was following us, but from a distance. And yeah. I was like, "You come over here, you're gonna lose your life." <laughs> yeah, yeah. But no, I need Herb to. Stopped. I want to look into the trapping stuff and see what is allowed to use cause, YouTube. Yeah, because I know. Well, I meant like regulation, like what can be used. Get best thing I can say is first get with a game warden, see what you can and can't do, and then yeah. get with a trapper and see what works. Yeah, because I know like the best thing for like coyotes that a lot of people do is just a little foot snare. Little, you can't use those yeah, in Florida I didn't currently. I think you could, yeah. Um, so, no, not currently. Yeah. So I call. I made some calls, and they told me they were currently working on that legislation. Yeah. But I haven't heard any updates because I certainly want to get involved. And I, Jack and I talked about getting involved I in st- that. I still want to do it. I've I do got too. Everything. Yeah. I mean, I don't have like the things to do it, but I've got the setting. Yeah. And I've got oh, the yeah. animals. Yeah. There yeah, is. Yeah, because I mean, if. And that's what, like, me and our boss, Hunter, were talking about was, like, we're big turkey hunters, and and the best thing to do to conserve and do better for your turkey population is just get rid of what eats them, you know? And, because, I mean, you know, if the hens do really good at hiding their nest, but coyotes are also really good at finding them, you know? So, um, they'll, you know, eat the egg, or they'll, you know, as soon as they're hatched, well, coyote finds a little pack of you know baby turkeys. That's easy. It don't yeah, it don't take long, and they're you know they've ate seven out of ten or whatever it might be. You know, so one of them um, could have been a world probably, record gobbler. So uh, so one of them could have been a world record gobbler. Yeah, you know, so I mean, that's the thing is like you just gotta help them out on that plus food. But the biggest thing is just get rid of what kills them. Besides you, but raccoons are bad too. Yes, uh, yeah, raccoons are very bad. But I think raccoons are you could probably trap yes, pretty easy because you can just use a little. You know, box trap for that. Back. Oh, yeah, they, they're, um, but it's more fun to get behind a dog. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I promise you. Wow. Back in my senior year in 2020, uh, next door neighbor, Clay, I don't want to say, like, you know, I don't want to be too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he texted me out of the blue one day. He was like, hey, man, uh, when you go hunting, make sure someone knows where you're at and make sure you know what's going on around you i was like hmm okay it's like why and he responded with a picture of the ass end of a panther and i was like ooh, ooh, okay um yeah he was like this was last night about 180 200 yards from y'all's pond or yeah. old pond because he knows where that old blown yeah. out pond is uh so the dam to that pond you can drive from the barn across the dam onto their land. Yeah, yeah. There's a straight road to a gate. Yeah. And uh, he was like, it's pretty much right over the other side of the hill. And I know you hunt right there against the fence. And uh, he was like, be careful. Yeah. And then uh, about a week later, he sent me another picture of it. I was like, okay, that's uh, this dude's hanging out. Mm-hmm. And after that picture, we never got any more, but I, like very quickly i was seeing that you know my cameras weren't getting as much pictures and the deer activity was yeah. going down and i don't i never found like any kills or where something had been killed but you could just from that panther being around it threw everything off 
That was the fridge. Oh. So it just kind of like throws it into perspective, like when an apex predator is around a bear, panther, oh, yeah. pack of coyotes, you yeah. know, it really affects way more than it's cut out to be. We have a tremendous amount of bear here. People don't yes. understand that. Yeah. Black bear. A lot of them. They're starting to, they're starting to get common up here. I haven't seen any yet, but. Panthers are getting big in South Florida. I saw, I'm part of, um, it's like public land Pub, yeah i'm in it too yeah so you probably saw then there was a picture um someone posted from their game camera of a black panther down there oh yeah and yeah, uh, that was pretty spooky he was looking right at the game camera it said an uh, old bobcat the <laughs> caption was like fwc said there's no such thing as black panthers and yeah yeah i've heard plenty of people say that black panthers are extinct they are no longer alive because florida is like the only place they ever had them right they're in lot. the everglades they're here yeah. They're everywhere. They're like, still very much alive. They're just not. They're elusive. As, yeah, yeah. Yeah. They're they they are the opposite of black bears. Like black bears have gotten comfortable with subdivisions and this and that. They'll walk right up and get into a trash can. A black panther is going to sit in that tree when it sees you and not move, and you'll never see it. You know. Mm-hmm. Well, Especially at night, a, you will never you know, see Shore that River thing. Ranch out east of Crestview. Yeah. They're tracking a, quite a few out there on Shore River really? Ranch. Yeah. It's and I've heard that if you hear one of them, it will about make a grown man oh, yeah. cry. Because mm-hmm. it sounds like a fat lady screaming. I heard. That's what I've heard. Me and Larry listened to one uh, off his back porch. I think I was only like 15 or 16, but it is eerie. Unlike any other sound. You can't yeah. you can't miss it. But yeah. uh, people like really fail to realize that, you know, any kind of pigment, not really defect, but like uh any kind of i guess any kind of pigment defect you know you could get complete melanism and that's a black panther yeah it's just a different color yeah it's quote unquote a regular panther but it's you know just got that complete melanism where his tongue's gonna be black his gums will be black everything will be black but you know man if i saw something like that I would straight up think it was a demon. Yeah. Well, oh, it's you, dying. You and them skinwalkers. <laughs> I am. Yeah. Puffing it full of They're lead. real. We shouldn't be talking about them. It's nighttime. Mm. It's a long walk to the truck. <laughs> I ain't leaving the house. <laughs> Y'all are funny. I'll take over as one of them fish and come to life and kill you. Don't say oh, that. Oh, I do remember when we were camping and we were talking I about. I swear. Them, Ooh, I gotta tell was, that story. She was. We, so was that the one the weekend I bought the boat? Yes. So I drove the up. same weekend you thought the game warden was on top of it? Yep, you? yep. That one. <laughs> that one. Yeah, so a little backstory. Ooh. Drove up to Auburn, got my boat, drove back. And as soon as I got to the house, loaded everything up, went and met Jack and them out on the river. And uh, that night rolled around. I, like, cooked dinner for everybody. We were sitting around the fire. And something got brought up about a skinwalker or something. And I was like, oh, yeah, I've seen a bunch of them out here. And Gabby about jumped out of her britches and ran into the tent. Like, was right. terrified. But, y'all, you got to hear. Did yeah. I tell you the story yes. the next one? Okay. So, Jack and I were staying in a tent. Jarrett and Larry were sitting in a tent. And then our friends Jarrett Larry, and Larry or not. Larry didn't stay in my tent. I don't know where he oh. stayed. He stayed with Dristan. Larry stayed. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then our friends Dristan and Addison were there. Um, so we were all we all go to bed. We're all in our tents, and I hear Dristan and Addison 
early in the morning, about three o'clock, because I'd got up. I was like, man, I'm going to go outside real quick. I heard him talking, and I was like, oh, better not. Better give him some privacy. And they were just going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Could never really like make out what they were saying. Eventually just went back to bed. Next morning, got up. We're all sitting around. Uh, Jared and Jack are cooking breakfast. And I looked at them. I was like, yo, what were y'all talking about last night? And they looked at me, and they're like, what are you talking about? I was like, I swear I heard y'all talking at the fire last night. What were y'all talking about? They were like, we were asleep all night. We did not come out of our tents. And I was like, I knew it. There were skinwalkers trying to get me to come outside. <laughs> there it is. Swear. Proof in the pudding right there. <laughs> Full proof. Mm-hmm. Real proof right there. Yeah, then the next day we're sitting on the bank and <laughs> Mr. Ken comes rolling up on his boat. And he's in like just like a normal river day attire but it for some reason looked just like a game warden it, it's the life vest it's yeah. like i've got the game warden life yeah. vest is what it is yeah it looked like i'm like and i don't know why i was so worried like oh i think it was because the boat was brand new it was I brand new. registered nothing you right know? it was yeah and i'm like freaking out and jack's like yeah dude i don't know why the game warden's pulling up and yeah. jack is even like that yeah, that's the game warden you know well you know and i also like, had a i was underage with a handgun yeah but y'all all was about to run and tell the oh, truth, yeah. and every one of you. You didn't. I don't think you had your contacts in. Yeah, I was blind as a bat, and all I could and then see he was like, like squints a little bit. And he's like, "Oh, that's my dad." And I was like, "Oh, whew, thank God." And he that was pull- so fun. I'd love to do that again. Oh, yeah. just, y'all were all about to run. Me and you. It threw me off because we're on the river. You're in a od green boat yep you've got a tan vest on and a green long sleeve on yes and i was like that is the game warden and you did have someone with you but (laughs) like from a distance you couldn't tell they were any different like you could tell it was a female but like you couldn't tell that i think she wasn't just another officer i think she had a black shirt on yeah so it was like oh my gosh we're getting checked (laughs) you know we had cool you're all going to jail like I wish I would have thought and just shot in the air. <laughs> Every one of y'all would still friends. be lost in the river swamp oh, yeah. right now. <laughs> yeah, we'd be fending for ourselves and eating raw That was so funny, something. man. That was so funny. I come rolling up in there and none of y'all know who I was. Uh-uh. No, I was like, oh my God. <laughs> hey, I still get it over on that other river that I stay on a lot. Yeah. People think that same thing. I've, yeah. I've been told two or three times, you look like a game warden. Yeah. But the thing is, like, most game warrants are running center console fiberglass boats yeah. most of the time. I mean, they some of those to, little rivers are crazy. But they used to run what I drive, though. They used to run what I drive. Those stick steer yeah. front end stick steers and stuff, and they drive up on you. Mm-hmm. Well, there was we got checked in Morrison Springs this past year. And, yeah. And uh, I was way back in the trees, man. And uh, the, the lady I had with me, I just said, hey, be quiet. And I was standing on the front of the boat, and I didn't move. I just stood there. And he drove through, and we were in the trees, man. We were 50 yards out in the trees, and he drove by. He didn't look, didn't look. And just as he gets to the end, and he just about out of the way, he turns around, looks at me, and waves at me. I was like, oh, my God, we're had. We weren't doing anything wrong, you know. But but, uh, I told her, I said, come on, let's go get this over with. And as soon as I got out, boy, here he come. He wanted to check everything we had. And then I sat there and talked to him for 45 minutes. Yeah. He was a cool dude. They're usually pretty cool. I mean, they're just just people. We went out to. uh, It was a big gun. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) We went out to Choctahatchee and uh, went out to uh, 
just like the Washington Blue Springs, just that that spring that's boiling up out of the. the that's ground. exactly what it's called, Washington Blue yeah. Spring. So we uh, we went out there, and we were out there for I don't know, probably a couple hours, maybe. We left because um, like one of the guys I was with and some of the other people, they had kids, and it was just so cold that they wanted to go get in the warm actual river water, and so we left and we went down uh, about I don't know mile mile and a half down past the Ebro launch right down there where all those pylons are back to the left mm-hmm. um we were going to stop at that big bank right there but there was somebody already there hanging out so we were like well we'll we had four boats and or three boats so we were like well we'll go down a little bit farther so we just went down and found a good spot right there in the middle cramp <laughs> so we uh we went down there and found a good spot right in the middle of the slough and uh we uh we stopped and we heard a boat coming so we got out of the water here come a big old center console with two game wardens on it. They just waved and kept on going. Went down there and checked that spring. I actually pulled over a guy that I know and gave him a ticket for, uh, I don't even remember what he got it for. Probably um, a life jacket. Yeah, it didn't have something. Did the Jack tell you almost got took out there this year? Uh-uh. I, I had, you know, the uh, Sturgeon's breach. Yeah. They breach in July and August. Mm-hmm. And uh, I had just, I was about, I was, uh, I don't, I remember what the name is. I think it's Cypress Landing, mm. north of Ebro. And uh, I was right just past the landing. And uh, I had one breach right in front of the boat. It mm. hit the very pinnacle of the boat, came over my trolling motor and up on top of me. And then down in the bottom of my boat. And it, th- when I hit it, I was, I just looked at my GPS. I was doing 30.6 when I hit it. And you, do you know that it, it rattled me? Yeah. Because I saw my entire life pass in front of me in like two <laughs> yeah. seconds. Yeah. I mean, the fish hit me, but he didn't hurt me. You know, yeah. and he fell down in the bottom boat, and he was all the way across my boat. And I had my foot in his gills and yeah. trying to hold him down. And uh, when I finally come to my senses, and uh, some guy was bass fishing, came over. He thought I hit a stump. Yeah. And when he saw that fish out both sides of my boat, there's a big fish. He was like, oh. It took me and him both to pull that thing. You know yeah. that thing swam off? Really? I hit it at 30 miles an hour. It Dang. swam off. Shoot. They are tough, man. Yeah, we and that's something. We've got some big sturgeon in some of these rivers. Now, you can't catch them or anything, no, but... You can't I mean, molest them in any way. But uh, <laughs> they they go they go like... Uh, they say they'll get up to nine feet and 300 yeah. pounds. Yeah, I, I swear I've seen some five or six footers jump driving down the river. I got videos. Know? Yeah. I started, I started taking videos sitting there. There's so many jumping in the yeah. river. It's incredible. Oh, yeah, and I mean, that's you'll just be sitting there, and you'll just hear something. You'll turn and look, and there's a wake, you know. And, uh, yeah, I, I never knew that they were really that big or even had them around here until a buddy of mine invited me to go fishing with them out there, and we went out to Choctaw and it, or Tottahatchee, and uh, as soon as we got out there, it was just breaking dark, and uh, it was light enough. You didn't need lights to run on the river, but it was getting dark. We were doing some brim fishing, and then we are going to do some cat fishing later, and um we're just going down the river and all of a sudden about 100 yards in front of us all i see is this probably three and a half four foot fish jump out of the water and hit and i was like what the hell was that and he was like those are sturgeon you didn't know they had those in the river i was like uh-uh and he said yeah he said the biggest one that he had ever seen um was he was assuming about six six and a half foot and i said golly that's a I've big fit them. yeah i would hate for that to hit me like you know i've man. seen them this year that big i've seen them from a couple of feet all the way up to to 
maybe almost a couple hundred pounds. Yeah. I mean, I mean, they they it's a Gulf sturgeon. I think is the actual name of yeah. it, and it goes from like the Pearl River in Mississippi all the way down to like Tampa. Okay. And uh, uh, another place where they're really bad is the Swanee. They, okay. I think uh, there's been one five year old girl lost her life. Dang. Over well, there. I, I know, like, uh, you watch those videos of those guys that, and people that go uh, bow fishing for carp, and, you know, the motor, the vibration of the motor makes those carp jump out of the water. Well, I've seen videos of people getting hit by those, and they'll break jaws mm-hmm. and stuff, you know. They I mean, kill, they, those yeah, Asian they've carp, killed people, too. Yeah. Asian and silver carp, uh, the big heads. Well, they're invasive. They're invasive, and there are way too many of them because they got way out of hand way quick. Yeah. Um, I mean, it was too late for anyone even knew. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, Why can't shell cracker get like that? <laughs> yeah, but, fun ones to catch. <laughs> Largemouth bass. Yeah, you know, yeah. They just need to be invasive in my area. Yeah. You know? But Thanks. you see, you see videos of uh, people catching, you know, bow fishing them, and they're seventy, eighty pounds. Mm-hmm. Could you imagine that hitting you in the face doing thirty miles an hour? You be dead. Yeah. You'd be dead. <laughs> yeah. 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 How about no? That'd be a hard no. They've yeah. got some pretty big carp up in tuscaloosa on the mm-hmm. on the campus they got stocked ponds and they won't put bass in some of them but they'll put carp to kind of keep some of that algae and s- stuff like that down i mean those dude, grass carp are so much fun to catch yeah i yeah, mean you dude i know. swear there's one in there three four feet long baytown? i've oh, caught yeah. oh no i've caught one in baytown but i caught one in mossy head on my aunt's you know my sister's where she lives on she lake. lives on leisure lake yeah it was Four and a half, five feet long. Holy I, cow. Quite a mirror. I held it like Yeah. I was as big as I am now and I held it with my arms out both ways yeah. and was hanging fish both ways. Jeez <laughs> and could not wrap around it. Yeah. Like I had to use both hands to grab it by the tail. What'd you catch that on? I caught it on a three aught wide gap EWG hook, eight pound line and a whole piece of bread. I took a whole piece of bread and balled it up and flipped it out on the water, like ten feet in front of me, and just let it float because I knew it was there. I have a video. It was a, uh, it's a spring-fed lake. Yeah. On her side of the dam, there's like thirteen or fourteen springs that feed it, but they're all little. Yeah. You know, like big as a baseball, big enough to keep it full. Yeah, yeah. Um. And I was just brim fishing, minding my business, and I look over and it's just all I see is. And I was like, okay, well, that's happening. <laughs> yeah. And I lean into it. I don't remember if Dad was standing down there with me or if he was up at the top of the hill watching, but he was there pretty quick. Yeah. Um, That was a fun experience. I think it – how long? Like 12 minutes? Of, it was a long time. Of fighting. He finally got into a little bushy limb there. We got tangled up. He had to get down. I held the rod while he got down off the dock, and he – got it while he was he was in yeah. three foot of water you know and yeah those things stink oh yeah <laughs> it was a big fish yeah no that's that's crazy but yeah that's uh the first bass i ever caught was i mean it's a lot smaller fish than what you're talking about yeah i caught it it was a three 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 and a half pound bass with a like itty bitty brim hook and very light line and uh we were like fishing for brim had like hot dog on yeah. it like nothing fancy and then just caught that bass and i was like hmm. i have a i've caught a lot of bass i brim still fishing. have one bigger than you so well yeah this isn't even a size thing but uh me and larry were at, about the size. me and larry were at cameron's pond with cameron 
They were Cameron's granddad's pond. And Is that the one in Crashy? Yeah. Uh, it's got like the bust mm. up dock in it and everything. Mm. It's fixed now. Oh, is it? Mm. Oh, okay. They rebuilt the whole thing and made it bigger. Oh, nice. Anyway, so we're there brim fishing. And uh, Larry hooks a brim. And he's just reeling it in. You know? Nothing nothing going on. There's out of nowhere. You know, just a big white mouth. And the brim's gone. And uh, I'm standing there next to Larry watching him. And I'm like, open your bail. We were using a, a number eight true turn wide gat. Or, a, you know, just a little brim hook. Yeah. A little wire hook. And uh, open the bell and let it run for a second. He leaned into it, fought it for a few minutes, finally got it up. And uh, he had it skin hooked. It was just one of those things that was meant to be. Dang. How big was it? Every bit of seven. Dang. Every bit of seven. Dang. How big is that one over there on the wall? 11.5. 11.5. That's not my big one. Really? Mm-mm. The other one's 13.7. Dang. Well, boy, some fish, bro. (laughs) (laughs) Where'd you catch those at? That one come from a hole. The big one was uh, Petrie, Alabama. Mm. Okay. Yeah, my big one, I don't know if Jack's ever told you, but I've got a... uh, I got a uh, ten and a half on on the wall that I caught out of my pond, which is a... I would... like Most people call it like a cow pond. It's real shallow... It's not that big. You can and, walk uh, across and not get your head wet. Yeah. And uh, somebody had told me they were like, hey, there's a big fish down there. And I know ah, there ain't. We ain't got no big fish in there. And I went down there and saw it in the water. And I, was I like, myself has caught a couple six-pounders out of there. Yeah. I was like, that's a pretty good-sized fish. And I started flipping on her bed, flipping, flipping, flipping. And about the 12th flip, I was like, I'm either going to piss it off enough it's going to eat or it's going to swim off and I won't see it till next week. And uh, it finally just got mad enough and swallowed it i set the hook and uh the most disappointing thing was that she was so big that she only fought for about 30 seconds and then she was done she was give out i picked her up got her mouth out of the water and my cousin stepped down in the pond and grabbed her out of there but she's on the wall at the house <laughs> we're fortunate to live in a state with the giants oh yeah that's what like every time you see anything about bass fishing everybody's like yeah where i fish it's fun but it ain't florida no. you know so i a dream of mine and i I've told Jack this a few times. Like, I'm not big on fishing anymore. Um, and I think it's because I was spoiled with having the pond right there at the house. So I, I bass fished every chance I got. And so I've kind of burned myself out on it. And, um, and two, like, I think fishing to be a good fisherman takes a lot of, a lot of skill. Like, you got to really hone in on it and learn what you're throwing and, <laughs> and learn what it takes, what the fish like this time of year, that time of year. You know, I'm a very guilty of, Oh, well, I've thrown this before and it worked. That ain't got anything to do with pond fishing to river fishing that's, or lake fishing or whatever. Precisely why I go after it so hard. Yeah, and uh, but uh, that's a, why I picked up fly fishing. Yeah, but a goal of mine is to go go for about three or four days and go fish Lake Okeechobee. And, Been there and try Just to catch some there. absolute giants. Dude, they have <laughs> fish in Okeechobee. Yeah. Yeah, I would love to go down there because I, I fished Lake Ufala with Cameron one year. But for the big boys, you have to fish with the big shiner, golden shiners. Yeah. That's where the big boys are yeah. more prevalent. You can get them flipping. But yeah. Them, them oh, frogs and big glide baits and stuff, but they won't turn away from a live bait. No. I mean, you know, a lot of a lot of uh, older generation fishermen are 
Oh, you throw a lot of bait. You're cheating. Uh, yeah, really? <laughs> I've heard a lot of it. <laughs> uh, even fishing in Baytown, yeah. they see everything in the book. You know, tourists come down there, they rent a condo for a couple yeah. weeks. They're in those ponds every day, beating the banks. You know, you go in there with a stoner, boom, seven yeah. pounder. Yeah. And then those people fishing, they've been fishing all day, and you go in there, you ain't been there 10 minutes, you'll catch the biggest mm-hmm. fish out of the pond, and they're like, ugh. Me, me, Larry, and Cameron went in there a while back. We caught 35 fish over five pounds. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, that day we all went. We didn't catch the numbers. You know, I think it was kind of an off day. I think we had some weather. Like, it, was, it wasn't the best weather, but. It was like 65 mile an hour of the south. <laughs> yeah. We, uh, we went in there, but we still caught, I don't know, we probably caught 20, 30 fish total. And yeah. every one of them except the first one I caught was over three pounds oh yeah the first one i caught was like a pound pound and a half one but then the next one i caught was like a five that was that big one i caught and then i remember larry absolutely stole that one from that cameron. was hilarious that was the funniest thing i've ever seen cameron missed that fish it ate his if bait we off do the hook if then, we do anything when springtime rolls around we've got to go to baytown go youtube video baytown and fish beds <laughs> oh my god there's nothing yeah. like it because they have heaters in those ponds. They're on bed way before all the other fish. Oh, okay. Like, I guess yeah, they run heaters to keep them from freezing up. Well, not even that. Those, probably those pumps yeah. are putting out Heat. warm water yeah. compared to what's already in the pond. Yeah, what they're running from, I don't know. But hmm. Jack and I have a picture from last spring where we doubled up on two, and I mean they're pretty good size. Yeah, she caught her biggest fish out there. Yeah, yeah. A Town's got some good fish. I went out. Me and Larry went out there one day, and we left the truck. We just went walking. We were just pond hopping. We didn't yeah. even use maps. We had to use maps to get back to the truck because we didn't know where we were. <laughs> um, that's the thing. Like you don't think about Baytown. Like Baytown's got a lot of ponds, like a scattered lot. all Baytown's over the place. Huge. Well, it's, yeah. it used to be a swamp back in my day. Yeah, and that's how they control the water is dig a pond. Water's attracted to the pond. Now they got dry ground to build on. Yeah, hmm. bring oh, dirt in. Yeah, because Baytown, when did they build Baytown? I've been about the 70s. 30? No, it was after that. It was in the late 80s and so 90s. About, so about 30 years ago mm-hmm. when they started Baytown. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. We went in there fly fishing, and it was, you know, pound fish here, pound fish there. It was slow, you know. I picked up a big bluegill pattern, big streamer, like a four and a half, five inch streamer mm. with a big weight, you know targeting big fish a big one you know what i mean and i'm beating the bank and i'm actually following some random dude down the bank i don't even know who he is he's (laughs) fishing too and i you know make my cast and i'm working it in and just like i hit a stump yeah stopped i set into it and it just hit big head shakes and it jumped broke me off and that fish was every bit 10 of 11 pounds it was damn and then later that day, I caught my biggest fit, my biggest bass on the fly rod. It was like right at five, five and a half. Yeah. And then uh, some. I got my big one this year too, in the river. Some snowflake told me not you to fish. You caught a big one on the river this yeah. year, didn't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, on a, on a fly rod on a, yeah. on a six pound tippet. Yeah. I just got lucky. Yeah, man. He left the bank, went to the middle of the river, and then I, you know, yeah. it was a matter of holding on at that point. Yeah. But you caught a good one on the river too this year. Seven that, seven. That was on a regular. Yeah, I was there that day too. That was incredible, bro. That was so much fun. 
That was incredible. He kept. I'll give it to Dad. He. He got him warmed up. <laughs> no, he know Dad knows his shit. Oh. And I didn't. I didn't listen to him. I mean, like you know. Yeah. Uh. We were out fishing, and I'm trying to run my regular route of you know hitting yeah. my holes that I normally would hit. It's not working. We're catching a couple fish here and there, but it's slow. Yeah. It's a good day to fish too, but it's just not happening. He's like, we need to hit the, the river. We need to go to the main river. Uh, let's go up here and hit this hole. We'll try, you know, see what happens. We go up here, hit another hole, maybe one or two fish or nothing. Yeah. Hit another one, nothing. And I'm like, all right, we'll go back down to where we started. We'll hit the main river. So we run back down past Eagle's Landing mm. to the next bend around the bleachers. And uh, I've got a black trick worm on come out of the main current and hit this big eddy first cast mind you he casts and i get up to the front of the boat drop the trolling motor in and you know i'm kind of just like looking all right i'm gonna throw there throw hits the water i don't even click my reel like click the reel and it's thunk, and i was like wow so i thought <laughs> it was a big mudfish yeah i lean into it and i'm like dad i got a good one and it jumps. I'm like, Dad, I got a giant. <laughs> and, you know, I'd never seen a river fish that big. My biggest river fish at that point was three and a half pounds, you know. Yeah. Seeing a fish big enough to where it couldn't get out of the water and it was just head shaking, I was like, oh, my God, I've yeah. got a 10-pound yellow river fish. Like, this is this is a big deal. And I fight it. Uh, I hop in the back of the boat. I took over. Dad's taking the trolling motor. And I'm fighting this thing, dude. It's dogging me all in, over that boat. In, in the middle of the river now. Yeah. He's all over that boat with that rod. And uh, it comes up sideways down the side of the boat. And I'm like, holy shnikey, this is a 10-pound fish. <laughs> this is my biggest fish, and it's going to be on the river. Yeah. And uh, I pull it up in the boat. And that that day, I had a scale in the boat for once. Yeah. And I weighed it, I weighed it, and it was seven seven. That's that's my biggest on record record. That's my biggest fish. Yeah, I've caught eight plus pound fish like all day, nine plus pound fish. But on record, that's my biggest fish. Yeah. You just never weighed them. Yeah, I've I've caught fifteen pound fish just off record. Right. I mean. <laughs> Yeah, I hooked into a hundred pound bass the other day. I just yeah, no scale. That's a serious large mouth. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, but I've you know I've got pictures on my Instagram of me with bass I can stick both my hands yeah. in his mouth. You know, giant yeah. fish, but never just never that had it. Never that had is, a scale. I'll tell you one thing is like I don't fish a whole lot, but if I can find a good pond or a good place to throw a spinning bait, I love a double blade. Bait. Oh. I love me a spinner, spinner bite. That fish is in the Florida registry. Really? Mm-hmm. That's a big fish. It I is. mean, so like, and I, when I caught that 10 and a half, um, I told dad, I was like, I was like, I think I just caught my fish of a lifetime. Like, I don't know if I'll ever catch anything that's big again. He's like, you're on, because at the time I was like 17, 18 when I caught it, I think. Maybe, I think, yeah, I think I was around 17. You're still in high school. Yeah. And, uh, 
Because it, uh, it was a big – everyone was talking about oh, it. Oh, it was a big controversy. Everybody thought I caught it with an excavator, a bucket <laughs> on an excavator. Wow. Because I, I had posted a video the weekend before of us digging the, digging the pond out. And then I posted that picture and stuff of me holding that fish. And uh, a couple days later, I had people telling me, like, I just graduated. I was 18. I wasn't in high school anymore because I would have heard about oh, it yeah, in school. Yeah. And I didn't. Somebody had to tell me. They're like, man, you're the talk of the school, man. Everybody thinks you caught that with the bucket of that excavator. I was like, that would be more impressive if I caught it with the bucket of an excavator than this rod and reel. Because they can jump out of the excavator mm. bucket. Or the chance of me even getting close enough and scooping it are little, you know. But uh, but yeah, when I caught it, I uh, I I was shocked, and I thought like this is this is big biggest bass I'll ever catch. And Dad was like, "You're only 18 years old, and you've already caught one that's ten and a half." He said, "I've been bass fishing a long time." Like Dad, but now Dad's never like owned a boat. He's never fished on the river. None of that stuff. But he's pond fished a lot, ours and whatever. And he's like, "I've fished a lot." And you just caught one bigger than I've ever seen, he said. So I think you'll be good, and you'll probably catch bigger. Trust me. There so. are bigger <laughs> out there. Oh, yeah, for sure. Me and Dad made a, a deal a long time ago when I was like eight or nine years old. He's got this gold bass ring, and it still fits my my ring finger perfect to this day. He told me when I catch a on-record weighed fish over 10 pounds that I can have it. Nice. Haven't <laughs> done it yet. Yeah. I've probably got a fish under my belt that's over ten pounds, but not on record. Yeah. I got it. It's waiting for you. Yeah. I need after, you to after come I get caught it. that ten and a half, I started keeping a scale in my bag because I was like, I am going to weigh everything. <laughs> now, you see, my- that's another thing from the days that I fished that we didn't have. We didn't yeah. have those ability. You know, I actually that fish right there was weighed on a meat scale. Yeah, at a meat cut place. Yeah, that's you, where that fish got. Yeah, weighed. you had to use a an actual had to go find scale. It. Yeah. There wasn't no little handheld clamp scale. Well, back then you had to have a certified yeah scale to weigh it on for it to be, and that fish was, you know. What well, was that fish still alive when you weighed it or no? No, because they lose their hanging weight. You know that, right? Yeah, or it was not alive, but it was within an hour of me catching it. Yeah, so like, especially like when a uh, fish dries out. Mm-hmm. Uh. They lose a lot of weight. Really well, he was quick. immersed in ice water, right? Because I was aware of that. He had a, he had a few cubes in it. He had a few <laughs> cubes. Yeah, yeah like those guys. Uh, they got caught, caught in that, that trout in yeah. that walleye trip. Or walleye. Yeah. yeah, yeah, with the weights, weight like seven it. pounds of lead in his gut. Yeah, like oh my God. everybody that is a part of that tournament knows that a twenty-inch walleye does not weigh. 13 and a half pounds. Yeah, I don't know what walleyes <laughs> weigh, but it wasn't that. <laughs> and then, you know, then you can feel and you can just see the weights rolling around in there. It's like, what did you expect? Like, yeah. just don't suck and win the right way, you know. As much as our hunting doesn't match our fishing here, it's still, there's still an incredible amount of, of us. There's a lot of life here in general. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I think, and I see, I think that's, it comes back to the whole, like, what hunting has to be like to be able to kill a good buck it's got to be a 180 inch plus buck you know but down here see i never i've never built that 140 inch 10 point is a giant buck down here yeah and but my thing is old sagging brisket rough looking back dark gray all that good stuff heavy orange yes that right there you just killed a trophy buck 
the antlers are kind of a plus you know if, if it got to the good genes and it grew big whatever but you just took a mature mature five six year old buck you did good there well they're go. extremely nocturnal here yes because of pressure not yeah. only hunting pressure but pressure so, from animals and pressure from civilization yeah, itself yeah. so hot neighborhoods yes. and cities yeah that's another thing is like we what don't have happened? a real harsh winter so it doesn't get them up on their feet during the day it's warm enough at night they'll just move at night you know whereas like up north when it's you got three foot of snow on the ground and it's 10 degrees at night that's cold they're hunkered down staying warm and well, we normally we normally only have a 20 this. degree weather swing from night to day yeah you know we don't have those 40 50 degree swings you know yeah. this is my dad when he was 30 in north dakota below zero temperatures Dang. that's a big buck big body deer yeah yeah his antlers aren't even anything insane. And you said that was where? North Dakota? Mm-hmm. Uh, Grand Forks. Yeah. That's a small town, or at least it was back in 2004. Yeah. He's got pictures. My dad doesn't hunt anymore, which is why I say I'm like a first-generation yeah. hunter, because I have to teach myself. Jack yeah. teaches me. But when my dad was younger... Oh, God, I feel bad for you. <laughs> when my dad was younger, in his prime, before yeah. youngins and whatnot... You came on, yeah, ruined everything. Um, he he shot some big deer, yeah. he's got a picture with a 300 pound doe. Oh, yeah, yeah, up there all day long. They are massive. That's what I remember talking to a guy from Illinois. He's like, How big are y'all's deer down here? I said, ah, Full grown does 80, 90 pounds, buck maybe 200, scraping 200. That's a big one. He's like, What? Yeah, he was like 80, 90 pounds for full grown doe. He said, Our doe, our fawns hit the ground at like 60. Like they oh, yeah. are big, you know. I'm like, well, but they dads. have to survive a winter. Yes, we don't. We we don't have to survive a winter. And that's what's here. crazy too. And people always talk about the rut. Why is our rut so late? And I, I, it took me a long time to figure this out. And I might be completely wrong on this, but my theory on it is up north, you have such a harsh winter that starts so early that they need to have their fawns as soon as winter ends. And those fawns need to be old enough to fend for themselves by October of the following of, of of the following season or whatever. Whereas ours, our winter don't start until you know now. I actually think they're weeks. breeding twice a year now down here. Yeah. Well, so my nephew, he killed an eight point last night, and he said that buck was running does in the food plot. He was, and my I will uh, vouch for that because uh, the card that I checked this morning. Yeah, that I pulled out of a camera from like two weeks ago, or a week ago. Yeah, there was like four or five pictures of a little eight point bumping does around. Yeah, and I was like, I just don't know if it's just them messing around or if it's actually a doe that's ready and in heat. You know, because that's my thing is like bucks to me are are just like a guy, just like us. We go to the bar. We're ready at all times. It's just a matter of not if the woman is, you know. That's the way I look at deer, too. Like, they're the women ready. are not ready. All they need is a doe to go and eat. Well, you see in spotted fawns this time of the year, yeah. they got to be breeding twice. Yeah. they just got to be. Yeah. And yeah, that's right. the thing, too, is, you know, you see a little itty-bitty baby, it's like, that was a late rut right there. You know, that, that was. That was uh, Thanksgiving Day. We were we were leaving Uncle Charles's house, and there was two yearlings with spots, not yeah. with. You know, had some spot. They had spots. Yeah. They were so cute. They were so small. She wanted to bring them home. 
Mm. She wants to bring everything home. We almost brought home a dog on Thanksgiving. No, no we did not. not. Well, I almost brought home a dog on Thanksgiving. You would have carried it. Walking. It was so <laughs> cute. It was adorable. You would have walked home with it and never brought it to my house. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's uh, it a. I don't know. I'm ready to find. I I really want, and I've talked to Jack about it, and some of the guys, and uh, I guess I need to talk to you about. It. I know you put your hand up earlier about the lease stuff, but oh, yeah. I really want to find something in like South South Alabama somewhere, uh, like around McKenzie, just north of Andalusia, somewhere around there, because I know there's some good deer around McKenzie. Um, just something, nothing crazy. You the know? turkey hunt up there is supposed supposedly pretty good too. Pretty good, yeah, and. Yellow River does uh, come up through there, so yep. the duck hunting is good too. Yep. Yep. But uh, that'll be a adventure for after hunting season. Wait, wait till after to try to find one. So. Are you going to Arkansas with us? No, no, no. Uh, That's the one you're doing in December. Yep. Yeah. No. That is in. Yeah, had is Arkansas. Yeah. Yeah, you just got Arkansas back a couple weeks ago. Oh, you went to Kansas? No, I went to Arkansas. You went to Arkansas? Yeah. Where'd you go? Stuttgart. Stutt- you did. Yeah. I did that. Yeah, went up there and uh, did a speck hunt. Man, there were a lot of when I went. I went duck hunting. Yeah, but there were so many specks before we got. Oh, yeah. to the duck hunt. Oh my yeah. gosh, it was it was crazy. We saw a bunch of ducks flying around too, but nothing worked in. They they uh they told us that some of them might, but we'd have to watch because it wasn't duck season yet up there. Which is what's crazy to me is duck season opened in Kansas like two weeks before it does everywhere else. I don't know, it's weird, but. But nope, unfortunately not. I think I'm traveled out for the year. We need so. to do that. What to go to like somewhere Midwest and go get on one of them public land ponds out in the middle of nowhere, drag some decoys in there, you know, walking yeah. half mile a mile. The DIY. Yeah, and yeah. sit on the bank and just. I would rather do that. Murder them. <laughs> Find a cheap Airbnb or a hotel or something. I mean, if you watch, you know, you watch these guys. Like these solo hunters or the, the hunting public, when duck season rolls around, they walk in on these public land ponds yeah. in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, like and, where people are deer hunting. And you know. slay them. Yeah. Limit out. Yep. I mean, that's the thing with duck hunting is like you don't need anything fancy. As long as it's a water and in their flyway, they're liable to land. Yep. You know, as long as your spread looks good and your calling's good. I would, I'd like to do it on one of the rivers around here, but biggest thing is... is there's some not so trustworthy what, people here. Well, that and what I found around here a lot, like Choctahatchee, there's not a whole, like, at least to my knowledge, you probably can correct me on this. You probably know a lot better than me, but it seems like there's a lot of private land that's bordered up to the river. Well, a lot the, of it's Eglin land. Well, that too, but. Well, Northwest Florida Water Management has a tremendous amount of it. Okay. So you can get a permit from them. Gotcha. Okay. But there's also, you could be crappie fishing while you're doing that. So there's multiple yeah. things you can be doing. Yeah, yeah. Do something of that next week. Heck yeah. <laughs> um, maybe next weekend. Is it, duck season still gonna be on? Nope. Duck season goes out till the ninth as well. Mm-hmm. So it goes out tomorrow too. Yep. Not cool, dude. Yep. Yeah. But, but we could if anything, go, we could go right around looking. <laughs> yeah. Try to find some holes. Um. Because I need some more spots. You can never have enough. I wonder, I wonder if old Joe Reed would let us get to the river from his property. I don't know. Doesn't hurt like to ask. His, uh, parents' property right, right down here. I don't know. Doesn't hurt to ask. Um. 
at least we can uh go down here to the field behind the house and i'll show you show you that pond show yep. you what we're working with for this coming summer yeah i think that would be if we put in a bunch of work during the summer i think by next year it'd be a pretty good spot being this close to the river and having nice secluded water it'd be a good spot it'd probably just be a woody hole but i mean you don't know you might get some mallardos in there we got two mergansers yeah. we i killed a pile of hooded mergansers out of my pond so they fly with them i've never seen any on this property but that yeah. doesn't mean they ain't here yeah they're a pretty bird but well i think we're gonna wrap it up on that note everybody good yeah oh yeah mm-hmm. we, we talked enough we ran into the night late enough <laughs> so all righty well um yeah we're gonna wrap it up um again thank you everybody for the support um if you would go subscribe to the youtube channel cop some merch yep cop some merch hopefully we'll have the website up by the end of the year um and everything rocking and rolling to where you don't have to message me and send me your address you can just order stuff and i'll just ship it to you and uh it'll be a lot easier you can see what we got you can see the different colors and logo combos and everything we've got a couple new logos coming um one mainly for duck hunting and then i want to do one for deer hunting so um keep your eye out for that but again i do appreciate all the support and as always god bless and enjoy the hunt